watch and neck up, a half up, and coast watch the favourite edges clear of the Ming Dynasty, won it by a half length to military expert. the Congo, Paolele the outside, between them captive on in the Congo, keeps on going and in the Congo led all the way to win the San Domenico. Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. That was in the Congo winning the San Domenico Stakes yesterday. Coach was uh, successful in the Ming Dynasty. Down south, Everest contender Mars Crusader was brilliant in the Heath and Bohemoth went back to back in the Memsey. We were at Kembla Grange yesterday, a chilly Kembla Grange to watch in the Congo win the San Domenico Stakes. What did you think of the San Domenico Stakes? I don't know. I'm still trying to work it out. It was a bunch finish, uh, so a hard race to dissect. Who's going to improve? Who's not going to improve? Is that the, is that the top level? It appeared so. Um, yeah, let's, we'll, have, we'll have a chat about it in a minute. But mm. What a day for McDonald again, naturally. Yeah. Another four winners, two seconds. Rides a 30 to 1 winner. Would you believe that? <laughs> he's got yeah. such a stranglehold at the moment yeah. on the rides in Sydney. He's just, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, tipping or if you're backing horses, if he's riding them, you're not too far off the mark of him riding multiple winners throughout the card. Wednesday, Saturday, doesn't matter what day of the week it is, he is the dominant force at the moment. Mm. Well, let's go back and have a look at the uh, San Domenico Stakes from yesterday in the Congo. Led all the way for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, and Tim Clark was in the saddle, beat Paul Lely and Captivant. Yeah, look, he's um, look, he looks a fighter, and he's got that great racing pattern, doesn't he? He's, he he revved him up there, Tim. I think most people knew that's what would happen, and he, he's bluffed them all out of the lead there. It's just. Wants to wander out and not go straight uh, to a certain extent, but when he sees them coming, you, you, you've got to admire the way he knuckled down. For a fleeting moment there, I thought they were going to just overpower him. So, yep, he's, the, he, he's probably a little forgotten going into the race, considering he was unlucky in his own right in the Rosebud leading into it. So, Pulele, he was okay. Not as brilliant as last time, but maybe that comes down to he might be better on a a drier track where he can run that time. I think the big surprise of the race was Captivant. He, he's only had one soft trial, so I, I think they'd be over the moon going into a Golden Rose with a horse like him, uh, who we know can run the distance. And um, I thought uh, Mayo Tai um, was very good. Wide no cover the whole way, did more work than anything. And um, yep, uh, no, no issues with his couple of runs. Now, what are we going to talk? What are we going to say about this horse? Stay inside. Um, well, what do you what do you think? I don't know. Uh, he left me flat. He was ridden. He was ridden quietly to do his best work late, which is fair enough. He looked like he was going to do his best work late on straightening up, and he didn't. He didn't. A lot of they all did more work with him in the than him in the run. And he didn't finish off. Look, I, I, I'm happy to give him another chance, but he has to be on notice. You, you couldn't charge into him next time and say, OK, he's, he's going to improve four lengths uh, because he's, he's a little athletic type of horse. Um, you said he was, he was glowing in the yard. There was no issues with him. Um, Has he grown? Uh, no, not really, no. He's grown out a little bit, but he hasn't. And that was always the concern. I remember speaking to Michael at the end of last campaign when I went to do the show from 
uh, from his stables. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you think about him coming back? And he said, well, I think he will come back. He's going to be given every opportunity to come back. And he hasn't, he's not a horse that I'm expecting to grow up, but he's going to grow out. So he's still going to have that, that strength. I personally, I can't, I, I look like you, I can't completely put a line through him. I wasn't, I didn't expect him to win. I look at the winner of that race. He is a race fit horse. I've looked at the winner of the San Domenico over the past few years. They're always the horses that have got the fitness on their side. They are always the horses that have had that um, winter racing and, and into the sort of, you know, start of the spring like the San, San Domenico is placed. I thought Paul Ailey was very similar to in the Congo. He had the fitness edge over those horses that were first up. The run of the race for me was Captivant. Yeah. He ran out of his skin. He had a lot of improvements still to come, but I am not going to sack Stan's side. He still ran home good sectionals. The way the race was run, they they went at a, not a sedate tempo, a, a, a good tempo, but they were able to... Uh, not overcome a horse that would could run really good sectionals. He's a very good horse in the Congo. He's a good sprinter. Mm. Those horses are going towards a run to the rose. Mm. He's staying sprinting. So that's what the San Domenico is, and we sometimes overjudge it. And I think this year, particular year, we have to give Stay Inside another chance. Yeah. But he's not dominant. There's not no dominant. dominant. There's no dominant three-year-old yet. We've got another wave coming through in the run to the rose. We have. Well, it tells you yesterday when we were listening to Munzee and he said someone put $14,000 on Animo. So it shows the golden to rose, win the yeah. golden rose. So show, it just shows you that they don't they think impressed. that that San Domenico form is uh, up to what there could be yeah. at the stable still. That came through straight after the San Domenico stakes, that big bet on Animo. Uh, let's go and hear from Adrian Bott and Tim Clark. Use that tactical speed that he's got uh, from the nice draw that, that helped and he was able to control things. Didn't necessarily have his own way throughout, but I, I thought it was a great effort to, to sort of really fight him off and, and dig deep late. Where would you like to go next with this horse? Uh, have a chat with Henry Field and the connections, uh, map out a plan. like to mostly just keep him to the sprint distances. Uh, certainly just a real out-and-out -out speed horse for Field. So uh, he may stay up here for a race like the Raymond Console with you know, eventual Coolmore being the, uh, the ultimate aim. Well, the ownership group have got so many options with uh, horses in, in numerous stables in this in this age group. It's going to be, not that they are separating them, they're all clashing, but it's a good problem to have, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're in a great position to have some uh, some very nice horses. We're very fortunate to be given that opportunity to train a couple of them. So, uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that with Henry, where we feel their best placed on individual merits and go from there. What were you thinking that last 200 or so when they started to come at him? Yeah, look, I, I knew he would dig in deep. He's that type of horse. He's, he's shown that in his previous runs. He's been very courageous when the, when the pressure's on. Um, so it was great to see him sort of pull out plenty. You know, Paul Laley probably beat him on his merits the other day, but I was disappointed that he, he didn't get to show his wares because he got held up badly. And with the weight pull, I just felt that if, if I had been able to get out and get a margin on him, he would have made it hard for him to run him down. But... Um, today the race set up as though he was going to get get the lead and he was going to be able to um, make his own luck and we're going to find out whether he was good enough or not and um, <coughs> couldn't have been happy with how he worked Tuesday morning he went great and um, yeah as I said it was we knew what we were going to get with him it was just a matter of whether he was good enough and um, he showed today that he definitely is. What about all those red and yellow colours in this they're all over the country. Now, the uh, Tab Everest, the five horses that have been picked so far, so we've still got a long way to go, and we're going to see Lost and Running, uh, Guitra, Classic Legend, all come back in the shorts, Nature Strip will come back next Saturday in the Concord Stakes. But we did see Mask Crusader 
return yesterday at Caulfield in the Heath over 1,100 metres. Now, there'll never be another Chautauqua, but this horse carries the colours, and this was Chautauqua-like coming from last. And look at him, wide and making his run down the middle of the track. And well, even his trial leading in, we knew... It was brilliant. Yeah. We knew he'd come back a more mature and brilliant horse, and he had work to do. He's a, I know he doesn't win often, this Amish boy, but he's very talented. And look, he pounces on him and savages the line. So um, exciting times ahead, um, leading into the Tab Everest for him. He's obviously a better horse. I think he's more adaptable than being dropping out, like one of these dropout Chautauqua-like big finishes. If he finds a barrier, he can use that as well. He can take up half a position. Oh. Um, it's just that he drew what about him there. jumping? Well, he, he he has his moments. He has his moments. You can't have a moment. Your moments in yeah, an Everest. But he can he can adapt to that moment. If you leave him alone, he'll finish off. But if he jumps, he can be a little bit closer. He, he's he's fifty fifty at the, at the barriers. Because <laughs> he can't win an Everest from last. No. Can you win an Everest from well, last? Well, all depends what. Maybe this year. All you depends can. what happens up front. Yeah. You know, we get some pretty quick horses there. But they keep going. Yeah. I it's know. A, yeah. I th I just. I've, you know, Santa Anna Lane used to have that type of turn of foot, yeah. run exactly the same sectionals. Mm. He couldn't win an Everest from last. Yeah, they're all different days, you know, like we, we get track patterns on the day. Yeah, oh, I, I, I love watching him and mm. I'd love nothing more to see a horse like him come from last and win an Everest, but it is so hard over 1,200 metres around Randwick to come from last. He's got the X factor and yeah. they went in early. They went in early and picked him early. I think it helped because uh, part of the slot owner, ownership owned the horse as well. well I think so he was, was the go-to horse. There was a lot of um, behind the scenes. There was a few yeah. people A few who people were sniffing around yeah. and I think they said, oh, we've mm. got we to act. Yeah. yeah. Well, Max Whitby was uh, famous for sitting back and waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and normally the last in. Mm. But now he's probably the first in and wouldn't be ruining the decision to go with this horse. Yeah, just on Mars Crusader, he's a lot. He's a very similar horse to, say, a Moanga, where they they still had improvement in them. I look at a horse like Nature Strip and Classic Legend, Gitra. They just have to return in their mm. form that they have been in previously. Yeah. But there's got to be a chance where some horses can improve into their preparations, and Mars Crusader is one. Mm. Uh, no three-year-olds uh, yet, are they, uh, putting their hand up? Because no. we expected Say Inside well, to do something yesterday and say, well, I'm, I'm on the fringe, I'm, I'm there, but he wasn't. We expected maybe the San Domenico to say, this is an Everest contender, but it looks like, as we have done in previous years, we're going to have to wait until mm. that Golden Rose is run. And the horse that was scratched yesterday, Remark, mm. is still there. He is. Oh, yeah, look, I, I think maybe we have not I wouldn't say a definite no. A horse like Pulele might get back on a dry track and do what he did first up. I, and all of a sudden, he's an Everest contender again with the Godolphin situation. Mm. If he had been able to position himself a bit closer, though, he probably would have beaten in the Congo. It's just running the race yeah, tactics. Exactly. I, that's what I spoke to James McDonald afterwards, and I said, what did you think? He said, that he said, I wanted to be closer, but because the, the 1100 at Kembla, you have to get into your positions quickly. I couldn't quite get where I wanted to be, so I was further back than where I wanted to go. So I think that just tells you that it was a good run, but he just needs to have that sort of race tactics where he can be a bit closer to um, overcome a horse like him, the Congo. Well, here's a horse who ran in an Everest, and he's probably not quite an Everest horse, but he's certainly 1,400 metres. Uh, brilliant. Bohemoth defeats Bo Rossa. Uh, two things here. They ran the Quinella last start. Yeah. The protest, of course, was given to Bohemoth. And we had the two jockeys, Jamie Carr and Ben Mellon, both suspended. Both were down to ride uh, Bohemoth and Bo Rossa. The pick-up came for Preble and Meech. 
Yeah, and Preble's just riding in great form over the last six weeks. We know he's a class rider. This was a great tactical ride when he moved around to Farney and uh, just sort of had, it, had her where he wanted her. Uh, Bo Ross is obviously underrated and Tafani just a, a little bit fresh there I thought. She she just wanted to grab the bit and and uh, so there was nothing wrong with that first up run. That horse Aegon found a lot of trouble there. I think he might be, what's he coming for the Eagle? Golden maybe? Eagle, yeah. yeah he's, uh, that was a really good first up run from him. So yep, uh, Johnny on the spot Preble and he got the job done. There was a couple of great Golden Eagle runs yesterday. We'll get to Ayrton later in the, uh, the mm. show, but they've both been earmarked for the Golden Eagle coming up at Rose Hill in November. Uh, Nature Strip trial during the week and he'll return in the Concord Stakes. The trials were uh, put off uh, a couple of days when we had all that rain. So Nature Strip was due to trial a few days prior to this, but look at him go through his paces. What's the trained eye say about him? It's unfortunate you haven't been out to have a look at these horses, yeah. but he's a mature horse. Yes. But look at him, look at the rhythm he's in. And yeah. he's, he's likely been clipped up and he's well. He does. I, I'm be interested to see what he looks like because I've, and he, he had, as I have said many times, I think he has been a better autumn horse because mm. of the fact that he's had those smaller gaps in between runs or in between preparations. He's had the two trials to keep him really fit. I think he just does so much in his, in his first up runs. He needs to be rock hard fit right from the start of the preparation so mm. yeah he looks great I, I actually I have got something to say about classic legend I spoke to um, Peter Robel who is riding him work and he said he he said he just feels enormous I said oh, how does he feel you know is he is he like you know back to his old old self and he just gave me a bit of a smile so mm. and just with exciting. the just with this nature strip uh, trial and we all thought I was I found it intriguing with some social media from the Waller Yard and uh, Charlie's walking up next to him and said, oh, that's his second trial. So with this COVID situation at Rose Hill, he's obviously had an in-house yeah. trial as well. So that, he's had two trials, so he is ready to go. We can say, oh, yeah. he's only had one trial. He's had two. He's no, had two. He's had, I, I remember Chris Waller stating last uh, autumn that the two trials were what he should be having at the start of his preparation. Mm, so he's had two now. Yeah. Can we just go back to that market and we'll just uh, work out where these horses are going next uh, in the Everest. Nature Strip goes to the Concord next Saturday, over a thousand metres at Ramwick. And at, at this stage, it looks like Trekking and Wild Ruler are two horses I'm hearing that will be going to that. Classic legend due to resume in the shorts. Lost and Running, The Shorts. Rothfire will trial on Tuesday, The Shorts. Stay Inside will come back to him. Guitra, he's down to trial on Monday at Warwick Farm, The Shorts. Eduardo could go to, I say, I'd say Ramwick next Thursday for the trials, The Shorts. You don't like them clashing early. No, I don't like them. Well, you're going to see them in the unless in the shorts. Oh. unless we can make excuses. I love them. Clashing I like early. them all hitting in a grand final. <laughs> mm. We all got different opinions, so we'll see the lead up and say, "Oh, yeah, stands out." Yeah, but I but there'll be some unlucky. Semi finals are pretty yeah, pretty exciting pretty too, you know. I know, I know. We're going to get a good kick out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's let's go to the Ming Dynasty. The uh, other three-year-old uh, feature at Kembla Grange yesterday. Uh, and here we have Coast Watch, who's putting things right now. He is. Um, I was in, you know, I thought it was a, just a, probably not the best race I've ever seen. There's some up-and-comers here, but Coast Watch, they, they obviously like this horse a lot. Um, military expert was very good. He didn't throw it away. Um, 
subterranean, had his chance, ridden more forward and given every opportunity. I was intrigued after the race, I was thinking, I'm sitting there listening to Chris and and James and they're all talking this horse up and I says, oh, that typical, they're going to be talking up these, 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 if the new fast net rock cult, but he's a gelding. Mm. So I found that very unusual. They must really like this horse. And I can understand I'd be they're putting the mayonnaise on the cult, uh, but <laughs> he's a gelding, and you know I think they're both in love with him. Yep. No. I, well, why wouldn't you be? Mm. He's been excellent his last couple of runs this campaign and I think that they've got loftier ambitions for him next preparation so well they're talking he, Doncasters he, he looks I think the, the first and the second horse are the ones that are going to win races in in the coming months the others they're still you know subterranean they're going back to the drawing board with him Arnie Curie looks as though he probably needs a bit more time on What's his gilding? side he probably does but yeah. are they going to um yeah there's but I'd say the first and second horse are the two horses that will be more competitive in, in the races moving forward. What about that dark rebel? He didn't have a trial. I know he's been dependent a few times. He jumped in the air. He, his run wasn't bad. No. I know he's beaten five nice leagues. Horse. There's a race for him off the top end. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald. I think he's uh, got the makings of a very good horse. Um, obviously just, just won a race, but uh, honestly I think he's a, a like a Ram at Guineas, even a Doncaster horse in the autumn. So. I think the owners will have plenty of fun with them. And you think that uh, that mile is, is is the distance that he's going to accelerate? Yeah, and just a little bit of time's helped him. He showed some ability at two, but he didn't know what it was all about. So now that he's matured into a three-year-old, um, you can see the difference. Obviously, he's still, still got a long way to go, but he's got the scope to improve, that's for sure. And uh, James had him in, a, in a, just a beautiful spot. You couldn't have wished for a better spot to be in. No, he had a nice run. and. Um, yeah, backed up a very close finish last start in a similar race and he's racing with some consistency and with some purpose. He paraded nicely last time but as probably everyone's seen is he um, went up a notch which he needed to against his good opposition that he's coming up against but he's a, he's a very smart horse. He's got a really good mind to him and he's got a great turn of foot so on good ground he just comes into his own but I reckon we'll, we'll see the best of him when he gets over mile 2000. And uh, even this time next year, he'll be, he'll be a pretty good horse. An Animo is the Golden Rose favourite. Uh, Converge will come back in that run to the Rose. A Taurus we'll see later in the show. And Captivant was great yesterday. And Remark didn't run yesterday. Great race. Golden Rose coming up. Uh, we're just waiting on a decision. And, and racing East of Wales don't need to make it right now. But the next meeting down for Rose Hill is a fortnight. That could well go back to Kembla because at the moment there's no hope of getting a race meeting up and running in the Parramatta area with the Cumberland sh uh, area being a, a, a major concern. Yeah. So, I think Kembla has been played. I thought Kembla played very yeah. well yesterday. I'm, I am one of the, I'll be the first to criticise the track if I didn't think it was playing well. Mm. But I think Kembla played. You both ca meetings. There's, no, there's no complaints with it. No. Perfect. Both, both meetings are perfect. Some criticisms, oh, they're running too fast a time there. No, no. It was just there were better horses on the, that arrived at Kembla that day and played perfectly. And You do have your hard luck stories at Kembla, but you get it at all the tracks. Mm. Of course you do. Uh, I thought it played very well. So Ramwick next Saturday, uh, the uh, four feature races on the program will be the Concord, the Tramway, where we'll get to see Zaki back in action. Uh, we've also got the Furious, the second leg of the Princess Series, and um, 
What's the other one? You've got the Furious Tramway, Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Concord. Chelmsford. Yes, the Chelmsford, of course. That's the, they're the four feature races. Uh, and then the run to the Rose meeting could well be at Kembla. Uh, the big question mark is where they will run the Golden Rose. If Rose Hill's still down, would they go to Kembla or would they take that to Ramwick and give them just one extra meeting on top of the big workload they've got coming up? You would hope that if a big meeting like the Golden Rose would, you know, be at Ranwick. Yeah. And look, weather, weather related, if the rain weeks dry, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt the track. That, no. that, that is the only thing about Kembla is if they do get bad weather, that is when the track, you know, starts obviously playing. It doesn't play as well as it has done when it's dry. Well, what track does, you know, if you get a heavy track anywhere, they're going to be all, all over the place. We'll come back with more. Premier's Cup is up next after a break. Let's go to the Premier's Cup now, and Harpo Marks has been racing really, really well. All in benchmark 78 races, took the step up to listed level yesterday. I'm sorry, Group 3 level yesterday of the Premier's Cup. Yeah, and he's, um, well, he's, he's doing a great, he's having a great preparation. What's he won? Three of five this prep, and he's carried big weights and really, really, really appreciated being a fit horse yesterday, uh, getting down to the 53 kilos and <clears throat> Rachel rode beautifully. Um, it's not a bad race. I think Spirit Ridge was very good first up after doing a bit of work. Inverloch stuck on well. Um, quick thinker, we've got to respect him every time he finds a wet track. The wetter the better. And it was the bad luck story of the race was a heart of pure sides. I don't know what happened there, whether he hurt himself in the stalls or something. Or? Yeah, I think he, he'd hurt, he'd rubbed his stifle. From what I was lame thinking. three out of five knee hind leg. Yeah, well, that, that's look. I spoke to a couple of um, people who are close to the horse, and they didn't think that that was the case. Sometimes these older stairs, they are a bit crotchy, yeah, and yeah. Th they said that he was fine. He was fine. Okay. So they were just they obviously get him back home, <coughs> check him out. He have to. He um. He will, is he going to have to trial? Would we have a look at that? Uh, yes, he will have, have to get a vet, no, or vet report or oh, vet report or, or so. trial satisfactorily. Uh, the winner probably. Newcastle Cup Metro. I, I, I like to run in that race. Luntzies. I reckon Chris will have him right by the time uh, the Newcastle Cup comes along. Has mm. Chris won a, has he won a Newcastle Cup? Oh. I, I think he has now, yeah. yeah. I do remember I him has. winning a Newcastle yeah, Cup. Yeah, okay. yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, wasn't yeah. it? Might win another one. And yeah. the, the local tipster didn't tip he, it. He didn't tip it. He's, <laughs> and I have reminded of that, of that for a very long time. He's been waiting 30 years for him to win a Newcastle Cup and never tipped <laughs> Um, Rodia, let's go and hear from uh, Bjorn Baker and Rachel King. Nine and a half kilos, it's about what I have to drop to get to my peak weight. But um, no, he was super, great for derby racing. They've been oh, my number one supporter, no doubt about it. And for them to Quinella the race, is, uh, oh, they just keep finding good horses, no doubt about it. And uh, good to see Rachel back on and she got the job done. He's such an improved horse. He's he just shown gradual improvement. Yeah, he has. I must say, when I gave him his first few gallops from Europe, I thought we're in a little bit of trouble here, and he's just <laughs> kept improving. And that's you never know with these horses. You look after them and give them time, and they just keep getting better and better and stronger and stronger. And um, I think he's going to be well suited in a race like the Newcastle Cup and and maybe a race like the Metro. Can I suggest to you that anything or anyone who comes to Australia improves in time? <laughs> well, what a I think David Long, he said uh, every Kiwi that comes to Aussie helps the average IQ of both countries. But uh, <laughs> I love the racing. I love Aussie. What a place. Yeah, really happy to be back on him today. And um, 
it's just really nice to see him step up into that grade and, and prove he can do it. Like I've always, you know, hoped and, and thought he could do it. Um, but yeah, Jeezy, he's got an incredible will to win. And it's amazing because he's probably should have won a lot more races than his record suggests just due to the fact that his racing style, he's a back marker and you have to have a lot of luck go your way. Yeah, definitely. Look, he, he makes you work for it. He drops the bridle a fair way out. But he's, like I said, he's just, he's getting better and better. Like this preparation compared to last prep, he's improved no end. And being an import, you know, I think he's still progressing definitely we haven't seen the best of him yet and like i said I'm just really happy to see him get his head in front in this company well there's uh harpo marks let's go to race number three jockeys wore black armbands uh for this race uh, in honor of nini viscotto we'll talk about nini in just a moment uh, here is sonora nera and the turn of foot just blowing past these horses yeah on a day like yesterday um to think that well, I'm thinking uh, a benchmark 78 winner was the win of the day because this was the win of the day. Wide, uh, you know, just as easy as you like. 3.3 lengths, 59 kilos she carried. Uh, first, she had a really busy schedule as a three-year-old going through New Zealand, Sydney and, and Brisbane and with a spell under her belt. Look at the way she savages the line. I, I don't know what sort of targets you do with a four-year-old mare like her, but if she can reproduce this performance, uh, she's right up there with some for some good races. Said, I don't know if it was a strong race, because you, you couldn't beat them up like that. Sentimental was honest again, still diamond, held up a couple of times. Should have finished closer. Has to be good. There's a win in this class for has to be good. Just got to straighten her up a bit. Um, Lacked match practice, Celestial Falls, and was wide no cover the whole way, and Pensado had the dreaded cardiac arrhythmia. Mm. Um, let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller, and um, uh, we're also going to hear from uh, Brock Ryan. She's obviously returned a, a pretty handy horse. She was a good horse in the Oaks, um, both Sydney and Queensland, last preparation, and um, some take the next step and some sort of plateau out, but she's certainly gone to a new level. Is she an out-and-out -out stayer? I think so. Yeah, I think she is. So, yeah, she's going to tell us a bit more in her next start. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. And obviously, a touching race to win with the uh, tribute to Nini. She was a very special lady. And she had uh, so much affection for many of your uh, stable staff and, and that wonderful girl Winks. She was uh, very, very close. I don't think people realise how close she was to the champion. Yeah, and Debbie Capita said that she'd been in contact with her right arm the last few days, sending her photos and keeping her up to date. I think it was just fitting that she was there on that final day too. For but, sure. But she, she made herself be yeah. there. Yeah, and along with Winks, she just loved all horses. I'd say she'd have a team of about a thousand <laughs> waiting for her. <laughs> All the horses she said that she'd like to look after their end of their careers and things like that. She was just a beautiful person. She's electric. Once I balanced her up, she just really let go for me. And it's always a query. Horse first up 1500. That usually gets over a lot further. But um, yeah, she was enormous today. We know that you're all wearing a black armband in, in honour and respect of the loss of Nini Viscotto. It's, I'm sure all of you jockeys out there were really wanting to win this race. You probably wouldn't have dealt a lot with Nini, but there's a, a certain a, a niceness about winning the race in her honour. Yeah, 100%. Um, I wasn't close to Nini, but um, just seeing the social media and all the racing people supporting her, and um, it's really tough to see her pass, but her legacy will, will live on sort of thing. And um, 
yeah, it's good to win a, win a race in her honour. That was very impressive from young Brock then. Yeah, well spoken, yeah. Um, you want to know the definition of toughness and determination? Look at this lady, 44 years of age. She lost a battle with cancer on the weekend. She battled cancer for 10 years. She had a good days. She had a terrible lot of bad days. On the good days, she'd get to the races. She'd book herself out of hospital to come to the races. That important day there, Winx's last day, she was in hospital in the morning. She got to Ramwick, she got to rug Winx. She rugged many winners and sashed many winners over the years at Ramwick. She was the social media manager for the ATC. She took many pictures of winners. She became very close to a lot of people in the industry. Lizzie did a wonderful story on uh, Nini a couple of years ago for Women in Racing, and that's been played a couple of times over the last few days. She was very close to John and Pam Cornish too, who ran second in that race, race number three we just showed. Um, Lizzie, you were very close to Nini. You, you even spoke to her in the last few days. There is her husband, uh, Murray Canellan, who was a producer on this show. He worked at Sky for many years. He's been tough as well. Um, but her battle came to an end over the weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't... I mean, you just summed it up beautifully. She was just a, a remarkable woman who inspired people who she didn't even meet and she touched so many people and what I will remember is not just Nini battling cancer but she had this wonderful way of words that would just warm you up inside and her love for horses and love for racing and one of the greatest love stories I've ever seen is her and Murray together they mm. just were the absolute ultimate team and um, she'd be sorely missed but I'm so grateful and my life is so much better for meeting someone like Nini. Yep, it's so sad. And um, her job was social media. And she took uh, a family into her own story for 10 years. And people overseas, I see them tweeting like they're family and they don't, they've never met her. Mm. And so all these people followed this, this journey she's had to go through all the way. And, uh, and it's just, you know, and they just feel part of that family and they're so shocked at everyone. I see some trainers from Europe even thinking, She's part of the family. Yeah, she's she just is. had that she aura just, about her. She just had a, a way with words and a way with bringing you along for the story. And she saw the positives in all the negatives. And she, it's no more fitting time for us to reflect on a woman like Nini with the situation that we're in around the world to realise that this, you know, things will get better. And she saw the light in the grey every day. She touched so many people. Our deepest condolences to Murray and all of the family uh, on the passing of Nini Viscotto Canellan. Okay, we're going back to the opening race of the day. This was the Tab Highway and uh, proposed a toast. Those colours of uh, Neville Late, which were worn to victory in the very first highway. Yeah, great result for Barb and uh, and the connections there. Look, she's well here. I keep calling her a she, but he's a, he's you know he's well suited in this grade. He's got that lovely racing style. He's second up, and he gets the job done pretty well. So good race for him. Haven is a well-bred, likely raced, improving mare. Um, Emma's gift battled on, the fossil battled on. I want to see Kafudi King at a mile. I think uh, there's a. If we can get him in a longer highway, he's got a chance. And the horse that captured my attention here is Kelvedon Road. He missed the start. He'd given him an impossible start. I love what he did late. He's only a lightly 
uh, race young three-year-old. That's only his fifth race start. So I'm interested to follow uh, Kelvedon Road, Kelvedon Road into the future. The, uh, the widest runner in the yellow there. He did a really good job. Haven's my horse to follow. Mm -hmm. Haven. Uh, let's go and hear from Sam Clippin, who won the first yesterday. Found a lovely rhythm out in front there, Liz, and um, uh, under superior riding, the horse um, really dug deep. He was challenged pretty much the whole way up the straight, and I must say I was always pretty confident, confident because every time I asked for another effort, he, he responded. So good win. He's, he's um, striking up a nice little record, very consistent horse for his connections, and um, he's uh, put another good performance on the board today. Let's go to uh, race two. This was the midway. Royals L, the favourite, and uh, what turned out to be a very lucky win. It was. Um, look, he, he, everything was rosy in the run for Royals L. He positioned closer than thought. He was, um, looked like he'd just win by three or four lengths, but boy, um, this not only was the best thing beaten all day, but it's been the best thing beaten all year. Um, I really don't want to watch this again. Oh. What, you poor thing. How many times do you think we're going to suffer through this every day? You think you're thinking the only one that has to put up with a bad beat? Neither does Mark Wall. Would he have been blowing up? Oh, I don't think Mark I've worn the colours in, you know, commiseration today. Either or was pretty good back up in distance. Obvious step was okay first up. Exceltic was good, but we all know what should have happened here. And you know what? You can't blame... Ryan, he, he, Brock Ryan, he was, he, I just don't think it happened. There's no. nothing, he, not, nothing he could well, have done. He probably, it, you know, it was just a victim of circumstances. He was behind, by Lord, behind Lord Zoolander who just dropped out of it. Well, he just, didn't know that was going to happen. No, I'm mm. not saying he did. I'm not, right, get off your <laughs> You don't like losing. You want to back every winner. <laughs> yes, I don't like yes. losing. <laughs> Roddy's used to it. Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got over it. <laughs> Uh, here's uh, Gary Portelli and, and, um, and uh, James McDonald. <laughs> Probably riding a bit closer than what we usually would. He's a horse that I think has got a better turn of foot, given an opportunity to switch right off. But James was pretty confident if he drew well, uh, drawing well, he'd have to be in a better position than, than back. And uh, so we put him into, a, into the race. And, and I feel that um, once we get over a little bit further, we can rely on our stamina rather than positioning up, you know. But. Um, I think we won Lotto today. We probably everyone saw that we probably were very lucky to win. The second horse was was, uh, was very unlucky, but that's what racing's all about. I can show you a lot of videos of my horse has been unlucky too. But um, you know, he's a winner, this little fella, and um, you know he's only a three-year-old beating the older horses. He's a little ripper, actually. Every time I've had anything to do, he's just given me the best ride ever, and very willing, sort of colt. He's he's stringing a really good um, record together now. So um, obviously he was. He was very well fancied today with great credentials. He, sh he probably should have won should have won the race and um, I actually thought I got beat, so it was a pleasant surprise. Oh, I'm sure the punters at home are pretty happy who have taken the shorts about him, but moving forward, he's obviously been tried in, in stiffer company. Do you think he can make that next step, this preparation again? Yeah, for sure. He's, um, like he's, got, a, he, he's got a great eight wheel to win, which will take him a long way. And as he's got better, he'll... he'll, he'll graduate through the grades pretty quickly but given the grounds probably a key to his success he he adapts to anything and um, if the track come up wet he'll bring him right into it. Okay on to uh, race number four forget about the form forget about how our intrigue went last start 49 days ago just taking the fact that this was Waller and McDonald and it paid $30. Unbelievable and look he 
Chris worked her out. He, he took her home after she just didn't seem right. I thought she broke down at a previous start, but obviously she it was a really heavy track and she got checked out of it and then pulled out of the race more or less. But he took her home, freshened her up, got her happy again and this is exactly what she did. She she got over the top of him and look when you when you lux in, you lux in. Just the, that bound that the you know I don't He deserved to win, didn't he? Offshore. He raced he only did. on Wednesday. He's so, so tough, did all the work. Just got beat on the line. Yeah, yeah, no, he was good. And uh, Man Cain obviously has talent and just a little slow to recover, I read in the stewards report. Um, he's going to be a very hard horse to catch throughout his career, this great hair. So I don't know. He probably needs a barrier, uh, but he's hard work. Here's uh, Waller and McDonald. It was a good gallop all the way and took the whole length of the straight to to reel in the leader, um, but it was a good performance. Um, she's come across to New Zealand and had a few little quirks, but um, my team done a good job with her, and yeah, James backed it up with a nice ride today. Did you just go back to the drawing board a bit after last start? Yeah, she went terrible, simple as that. Um, she just seemed like she was not breathing properly and losing a bit of confidence. I think, I think we put a tongue tie on it from memory, and um, just gone back to the basics and a trial, and She's, she's, good. She's, she's done a good job and obviously she was going good for Tony Pike back in New Zealand but just lost her way in between. Trained by a master, he just perseveres with stuff and giving her a trial and um, I don't know what it was but whatever he's done has worked and she just felt a different horse today. She really sprouted her wings the last little bit and again thought I got beat and I was cursing myself for leaving the run too late but he, she dug in really deep. She's been really well performed in, in previous preparations and I suppose she came with a bit of a wrap on her in her first prep here in Australia. What's do you think to hold for her later on this campaign? Yeah look she as long as I think she's more about confidence. I think giving her a good day out today um, will boost that. She'll she only has to perform to that level again. She'll be competitive in some nice races but good to ride a winner for my fellow Kiwi friend um, Mr <laughs> Wyburn so terrific. Uh, down to the final three races on the program. Let's have a look at Madam Legend's victory yesterday. Yeah, look, she was well set up by Leslie. He knows her well. He, 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 he likes to space of runs with a month between. And and uh, obviously 11 to 1400, just a little against the last time. So another month and this time a trial between runs and 1200. It was the perfect setup. Um, she was ridden close and, and she toughed it out really well. She's a consistent horse, this isn't he? Triple ace, uh, never runs a bad race. Uh, so Cat did his thing, and yeah, he was okay, Tycoonus, but I don't think there's much upside left with him this preparation. He might, uh, he might be just coming close to the end of the preparation. Yeah, I think that would be the key with him. He's probably mm. just had so much racing on his side now. It's and wet and dry. and No yeah. upside with him. Uh, here's Brock Ryan. Super honest. Um, bit of a sticky gate today, and... Les is just a freak. I told him he wanted to go forward and I said, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> he just said, no, you got to go forward today. So I did what he said and yeah, he just knew, he knew what was going to happen and yeah, credit her, she toughed it out. I think if you rode her with a bit more, a bit more conservative over that distance, she'd definitely see it out, but she's just so well spaced runs and, and sprinting fresh. So you don't want to change too much when they're winning. Uh, now we finished the day with uh, two Godolphin winners. Andermatt came back as a gelding to win race nine. Yep, and he's still unbeaten fresh. He's, all his best form has been fresh, but he's been gelded this preparation. 
and that may help him get through a few more runs. Like he must just train off a little bit after. He's, he's a completely different horse. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. It was like looking at two totally different horses in the yard yesterday. Okay. Uh, Hulk did his thing. He needs everything to fall into place. Um, Glen Eagles was fresh first up. He'll come on from that run. I think a total forgive was Majestic Shot. I think in retrospect they should not have gone got forward on her. She had too much work to do, wide, no cover, fast run race, and don't sack her on that. She's the one I take, want to take out of that race. On the lead was excellent as well. He was well. good, once dry. Yep, stepped away slowly and finished off really strongly. He's he's definitely, once as Ronnie said, gets back on top of the dry, he'll be winning. This time James McDonald uh, combined with James Cummings to win the 1,000 metre benchmark 78. Done a good job to return in excellent style. Uh, he's racing in a handicap, of course, here, and, and, and not quite the quality of horses he's been racing his past couple in, in, in good races during the carnival, but he's a capable horse who's ready to go through his grades, that's for sure. OK, and that's what you'll do? You'll restrict him at this stage of his career? Yeah, we think so. I mean, he's a quick horse, and he's, uh, matter of fact, won his first start here at uh, Kembla Grange and really let down beautifully that, that day, but he just couldn't quite go on with it as a colt and there were lots of things that we weren't quite capable of doing with him that we would be able to do with a normal horse and now I'd like to think that we can get everything right with him and he can build off this base and keep improving and get back to those listed group three races and, uh, and uh, you know, once you start getting there and warming up, you might even get further. He was a very boisterous sort of colt and he was, that, he was, he was like that from day one, um, even as an early two-year-old he had abundant sort of ability, but it was going to be a job to coast it out of him. He's showed it in, in time, but uh, more often he, he hasn't. But he's been gouted now. He's put in two beautiful pieces of work on trial speed. And um, we come here today pretty confident. But even at the trials, he's um, he paraded so much better than he has done in the last two trials. And then James Cummings did it again, this time with Kerry McAvoy with Cordia. And not as popular as the previous winner. Um, spoilt the party for most punters. Cordia hadn't won in about 442 days to be exact and beat the three best run back runners in the race, um, including Yi Yi, who had good support there, and um, King's Air, who had good support. So am I, had good support. And, and here comes the, the party pooper down the outside and gets them on the line. I think Kiss the Bride's going to come back really well. He had the big weight there, he's second up, he wants further, and Bjorn will place him to win shortly. Yeah, yeah I think so. I might have come to the end of his preparation. Oh, he's done a really good job. Mm. And Wild Chap just got squeezed out of it that last 50 metres as well. But King's Air is the horse to follow. On our way to a break, here's James Cummings and Kieran McAvoy. He's done a great job and he, he performed strongly against the bias a couple of weeks ago when he was three deep, no cover. And King's Air, who won that race, he kept him three deep again today. And... Uh, and yet he was able to do it the tough way and, and, and got the lunge on the line and look, it's an excellent effort from him. He's done a good job, the horse. He obviously stretched down trip a little bit today, but um, nice to get him home, head in front there the last bit. And he's a, he's a bit of a tricky horse, isn't he, to try and sort of get the best out of, but it was good to get him that win, as you mentioned, and a bit of confidence moving forward. Yeah, that's right. I haven't ridden him for a little while, but you know, James said he'd been running nicely without having a lot of luck. And I think just stretching out in trip there today suited him. He was able to you know, get the back of one. Um, they're just behind midfield, or just, just on midfield, and travel along nicely. And we had an uninterrupted passage when I asked him to, to quicken up, and a bit of vocal work at the furlong, and got him <laughs> up and about, and, and he did his best work over that last furlong. You scared so him good. over the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Morrissey. The Phillies run up behind the leading wall here and rails through on the inside. General Bow just about joined by Heresy and Bruckner. Then lightsaber Artorius late, but still has a lot to do. Bruckner at the 100 and Heresy. Bruckner just in front of Heresy. Bruckner draws a neck in front. And Bruckner holds on to beat Artorius, who flew late. Heresy third. Probabile is five off the lead, tracked by Instant Celebrity. Then Rich Hips back behind them. Diamonds in the sky. Went for home at the 200 metres, a length and a half. Paul's regret chassis. Now Probabile letting down. Plackage trying to wedge through between horses. Then Instant Celebrity. Probabile up to chassis at the 100. Probabile and chassis. Probabile just in front of chassis. And the star returns. Probabile has won from chassis and Instant Celebrity. Imperial lad held together, joined by Regards Marie Groundswell. Here's Ayrton now winding up down the middle of the track with King Magnus below the two. Regards Marie, King Magnus, Ayrton the outside. King Magnus joined by Ayrton. Ayrton over the top of King Magnus and Ayrton goes home better for favourite punters. Beat King Magnus. Photo third, Imperial lad or Regards... His only defeat, uh, Ayrton, was in that Fred Best when beaten by Apache Chase. And who found Apache Chase? Ah, uh, Duffersy. <laughs> Uh, there's the Epsom, Mawanga, Ayrton. Now, Ayrton is coming to Sydney for the Golden Eagle. There's the uh, first page of that uh, Epsom market, October 2, at uh, Raw Ramwick. Here's the Golden Eagle, Ayrton at 4.50, Mawanga. And, and Annabella said that she's still trying to decide what to do, but she hasn't put a pen through that horse going to a Golden Eagle. Yeah, well, maybe all the jockeys out in Melbourne is going to force a hand to stay in Sydney. Maybe it will. But they've all come back there. Ayrton's ticked it off. Private Eyes ticked it off. Uh, I thought Aegon was terrific in Melbourne yesterday. So... Could, could race. Uh, and the other ones, obviously, the, the, the Mayor's Probabile. Um, she was excellent. She's mm. going to be invitation-bound. I'm surprised... Um, Instant Celebrity's not in that invitation market, personally. Um, she should be on that first page. I think she's a lovely, um, lovely filly for a race, or mare for a race like this. Collette was good. Ice Bars come back and run well. Tefane had excuses. And we're, we're, we're waiting for Entrevier. So That's a week after the Everest, October 23, new $2 million race, and they're going to invite the 12 runners. For sure, be a good one. Um, Zaki's back next Saturday. We mentioned that earlier in the show. Back in the tramway. He is, yes. Mm. Excited to see can, him back. It will be good because he can he make a statement uh, with his, you know, dominance. And the other horse I didn't mention there, Artorius. He's a good horse. Mm. He's a good horse. He was beaten Saturday, but we all saw what he did in the slipper. But can he go around the Sydney way? I wonder if they're going to give him another try. It'd be an ideal golden um, rose type. Mm. He may stay in Melbourne. He probably all the way through. He probably they might is. have the Golden Rose tied up with what they already have. They might. Yeah, yeah, yeah eight runners. Cosiosco yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ticket sales uh, up until uh, the draw in uh, September nine. So we are getting very, very close to that deadline date of the Cosiosco. Five dollars a ticket to get one of fourteen slots in the race. Then you pick your horse. You do a deal with the uh, country trainers. Uh, 12 from country New South Wales, two uh, set aside for Canberra train gallopers, $5 a ticket on the app. Obviously, no tabs open in New South Wales, so on your tab.com.au on the app, $5 a ticket. Here's the market. Uh, it's me. Is back in the stables, but it's going to. This is going to be an outstanding, it's an outstanding training performance if it's me can come back and get there to the Kosciuszko and possibly win. 
Well, she did it all in one preparation last prep, so yeah. there's, I know she's coming back from... It's just a case of whether she can come back to her very best from injury. Well, she came into the stable this week, but what has she got, six weeks? Is that enough? She nearly has to be first up into it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cadeau will be first up in it. A uh, couple of jump outs, a I trial. I think she's had a long, sorry, a long... Um, lead up though she's yeah. had a lot of a lot of work a lot of work base work put that, into yeah. her i get you yeah i know what you mean uh, most crown i want to see him again victorum i think jenny's happy yep. and handle the truce a previous winner fender was good the other day ran in a really good race Ooh. another one he got beat the other day but he's an improver isn't he and where do we go from there we're going to see a lot of these horses uh there's, there's a few of them i know spirinax coming to ramwick on saturday uh, to run in a benchmark race uh, there's plenty of quality out there, plenty of quality for these uh, Kosciuszko ticket holders to choose from. And once that draw comes out on the September 9th, it's off you go. Yeah. Get on the phone and make the deal. Yes, and that is, that is it. So you're looking forward. You've only got uh, six more days mm, for Saturday. Looking, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm so mm. excited. Mm. Well, there's, you know... Really good racing on Saturday. And sometimes uh, it's nice to see the horses around their second prep, second runs into this preparation. So a race like the Furious, you're going to see, you know, try and sort a few of those out a bit mm. more. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Only six more days Six to more go. days. <laughs> All right, back to homeschooling. Six more days of homeschooling. Back to homeschooling <laughs> for you. Thanks for joining you us. You might learn something. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your week. I definitely won't. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs>